Hallelujah, and welcome to a brand new week and a brand new weekly message here at WGM Church. Now, before we start with today's main text, let us ready our hearts and minds by reading together the meditation of the week from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. This week's main message comes from John chapter 14, verse 1 through 4. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also, and whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Amen. For three and a half years Jesus taught his disciples the word written in the laws, the prophets, and psalms about himself. This is the Old Testament in our Holy Bible today. Then after his resurrection, he opened their understanding for them so that they would understand the words. In Luke 24, verses 44 and 44, he said, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, 
that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the laws of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. Before the Lord Jesus died, according to the scriptures, he spoke unto his disciples about him leaving the world soon. Unto the worrisome disciples, Jesus promised them to prepare a place for them and come again to receive them unto himself. But they were not aware of these mansions and Father's house at all. John 14 verses 2 and 3, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. After his resurrection, the Lord Jesus, who was full of love, appeared to Apostle John during his exile in the island of Patmos and then moved him into the future in the Holy Spirit, showing the mansions in great detail and even now showing it to the Christians in the last days. Now how do we see it? It's in the book of Revelation. He also made it known that the name of God's house, where there are many mansions, it is called New Jerusalem, and showed the Apostle John the scene of the New Jerusalem going down from heaven and also going up to heaven. Apostle John testified in great detail what he saw in Revelation 21 verses 9 through 23. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God and her light was light and her light was like unto a stone most precious even like a jasper stone clear as crystal and had a wall great and high and had twelve gates and at the gates twelve angels and names written thereon which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is a large, as is large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed twelve thousand furlongs, 
the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof an hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoprasus, and eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. So 12,000 furlongs is calculated into 1,500 miles. So this would be 1,500 um, per side, length, height, and width. 1500, 1500, 1500. So if this was laid up on top of the North American map, um, it would reach from Miami to Montreal, Canada, and from Washington, D.C. to Denver, Colorado. And then obviously 1500 miles straight up north into the heavens. Our mansion must be glorious and beautiful beyond our imagination. This is a place where we don't have to pay any sort of tax, you know, property tax or utilities, or let alone mortgage. It is the place to live with Heavenly Father and our Bridegroom, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior forever and ever. God may show this to the Pope and his priests in the Vatican as well as to the servants and pastors of the apostate churches and also to those who follow them. But it's a pity that they will only say that this is a great mansion of God is not real but just a parable. The Holy Spirit testified to Apostle Paul about the day when we shall ascend to heaven. He said, It is the day of Christ, the day of the rapture. Also, he charged his spiritual son, Pastor Timothy, for that day and the kingdom of Christ. 
He said this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Teachers having itching ears, they want to hear the sweet talk of charismatic teachers. Rick Warren, Joel Osteen are the two that just comes to mind. Teaching wrong doctrines, teaching another gospel, gospel is prosperity. Eat, drink, and be merry in this world. No, that is not what Paul taught Timothy. He also testified to the members of the Thessalonian church who were eagerly waiting for the day of Christ of two phenomena that shall occur when that day comes. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 1 through 3 Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So apostasy has already been fulfilled in our time. Most of the churches and denominations around the world have joined in apostasy with the Roman Catholics, that great whore church, to unite all religions. Now, Roman Catholicism brought most of the churches into apostasy through World Council of Churches. World Evangelical Alliance and National Council of Churches of Korea even before uniting with other religions. You might be telling yourself this, oh I'll be okay as long as I don't attend. Or maybe this, oh our church has no relation to Catholics, Catholicism. We have no ties with Catholics. Are you sure? Look around your church. Look around inside and outside and see if there are any similarities to Catholicism. 
that is, such as confirmation, sacraments, perhaps saying Godfather, Godmother, Godchild, and even teaching replacement theology. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Christians are never in place of the Jews. Revelation 18 clearly states to those of you that are members of denominations that are involved to get out so that you don't get punished for their sins. WCC, WEA, NCCK all practice showing respect to other religions and accepting them. That is no different than mocking the blood atonement of Jesus Christ. John 16 verse 9. Um, this is Jesus saying, Of sin, because they believe not on me. Me, as in Jesus. That's a sin, not believing in his blood atonement. If your denomination is teaching that Jesus isn't returning, get out of there now. If your denomination preaches post-tribulation rapture, wrong also. Get out of there as well. If you've read the book of Revelation, the church is not here on earth during the seven-year tribulation. That is the time of trouble of Jacob. This is the one last time God will be chastening his chosen people, the Israelites, here on earth. The Jewish people that was originally designed for them the correct teaching is pre-tribulation rapture first then the seven-year tribulation then second advent the second coming of Jesus Christ and then his thousand-year reign on earth his millennial kingdom Now you might be saying, oh, how dare you say that? Well, every prophecy is clearly revealed in the King James Holy, Holy Bible. Unless you read it in your own time, your own time, you'll never see it. If your preacher don't preach it because he's too scared, because he might lose his job, because his denomination may not pay him or cut him off. He is what we call in the Bible, it says so, is a hireling. He worries about his own belly, about his own payments, and not feeding the flock, his sheep that he is to teach. You know, unfortunately, like the world saying, um, ignorance is a bliss. It is quite the opposite. Ignorance is not a bliss. And if you don't read and hear the words of God's word in the Bible, you're just throwing away your own blessing that is given by God himself. Revelation 1.3, it says this, Blessed is he that readeth. Read on your own time. 
read your own Bible. And they that hear the words of this prophecy, this is the whole point of having a pastor, a preacher, who teaches every book, every chapter, every verse. That is what the job, the main job of a pastor is. And keep those things which are written therein. Keep it in your heart. In the book of uh, Proverbs, King Solomon repeats, Keep wisdom. Seek wisdom. That is the greatest thing. What is wisdom? It's Jesus Christ. The entire book. Keep it in your heart. How do you keep it? You got to read it. You got to pray and read. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. How big is your hand? Every normal human being has a relatively same size hand. It's close. It's small. It's really close. That's what it means. Soon. Now all that remains is the appearance of the Antichrist. You know, for a little bit, um, I thought show host slash comedian Steve Harvey was a man of God. Every now and then, um, he'd mention Jesus and reading the Bible. Uh, Proverbs only to be specific. That's what he mentioned. But recently, it has come to my attention that he made an announcement that there are other ways to salvation other than Jesus Christ. Blasphemy, and this is apostasy. Turn to John 14, 6. We all know this one, right? Well-known verse. John 14, 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Me. Who is me? Jesus Christ. He is not a way, not a truth, not a life. Big difference when you change A and D. T-H-E. He is the way, the truth. And the life. No man cometh unto the Father, God the Father, but by Jesus Christ. Mr. Steve Harvey, you have fallen away from Jesus Christ, the grace of Jesus Christ. Today we are seeing before our eyes that a large organization known as Deep State has taken over all countries around the world. The principalities and the powers, the rulers of the darkness of the world and evil spirits dominate the world in all areas, including politics, society, economy, education, and culture, etc. run by the deep state. 
there is currently someone who is preventing the appearance of the Antichrist. It is only a matter of time for this Antichrist to show himself as he brings in his new world order dictatorship. Long ago, God showed Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, a fearful dream. And Prophet Daniel interpreted that dream. This is a giant statue starting with gold, golden head, and it goes down all the way to iron and clay of the ten toes. God showed us in advance the Gentile empires starting from Babylon, Medea Persia, Greece, and Rome, and the ten kingdoms, the ten nations out of Rome, the ten nations of the world that's all going to be judged. The ten kingdoms or the nations to be revealed coincide with the time that the Antichrist with ten horns will rule over the last ten kingdoms for a while, as recorded in Revelation. Uh, the following verses are from the book of Daniel, chapter 2, uh, verses 36, 37, uh, 39 through 45. This is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things. And as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes part of the potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. But there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And in the, and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms. And it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. When Nebuchadnezzar heard Daniel's interpretation of his dream, he fell down and worshipped Daniel, and ordered his people 
to offer gifts and spices to him. At that time, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the king of the world, heard the word of God delivered by Daniel, who was just a young man who had been taken into his captivity. And he had bowed down to him and worshipped him. Now, let us think for a moment about how many people today have understood the prophetic words of Daniel, have been kneeling down and worshipping before the word of God. I want to read a section from Romans um, 8, just a few verses, actually eight verses from it. You know, follow along, listen to these verses and see where you stand. You're one or the other. So check this out. Romans 8, verses 1 through 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. I'm going to pause right here. Does your Bible verse 1 stop right here? Of many examples, this is one of many, many examples of what has been altered from the King James Bible. So this verse 1 on corrupt virgins omit the last 10 words, which I'm about to say. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Let me start over. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. The last verse. God cannot please them either. These people, they dislike his holiness, his book, his gospel, his preachers. And the way the Bible is preached. One more section. Let's turn to Second Timothy chapter three. Um, I want to read to you all about the uh, prophecies concerning the last days of the church. This is right about now. Modern day. Second Timothy three. Verses 1 through 5. This, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, 
covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Those of us who understand what Daniel said, we wait for that day when the Lord Jesus Christ, the living stone, will destroy the apostate churches and nations. We need to realize how close the day of judgment is because every prophecy must be fulfilled. As Apostle Peter testified, the untouched stone fell from the mountain and shattered the nations of the world. As he testified, the Lord Jesus Christ is the living stone, the untouched stone. He will come down with Christians who are also living stones as one body with Christ to judge the world and become a great mountain on the earth during his millennial kingdom. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 5 To whom coming, as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And then lastly, Daniel 2, verse 34 and 35, Thou sawest, till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet, that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, and no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. I'm going to give you the gospel of Christ according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Everyone born here on earth is a sinner. Everyone. your pope, your priest, your bishop. Romans 3, 23 and 24, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, 
So these are the sins according to Mark's uh, Gospel of Mark, chapter 7. And he said that which cometh out of the man that defileth the man. You know, the food goes in through your mouth and comes out through the back, through your butt, you know. It's just a piece of dung. But what he's talking about here is coming out of the heart of the man from within. For from, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Jesus took on all these sins and he died for you so that you don't have to pay for the price of sin. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. The price you pay for withholding all the sin is death. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 6, verse 23. Did you know, ever since death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, it's a sin not to believe in the gospel of Christ? We read it earlier. You heard it earlier in John 16, verse 9. But I'll start from John 16, 7 through 11. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus speaking. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father, and ye see, no, ye see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world, which is the Satan, is judged, he is judged already. The sentence has not begun, and it won't begin until... Jesus Christ returns on second advent. God knows it. The devil knows it. And it's a shame if you don't know it. This is why the Bible is here. The Bible is reaching out to us. You need to reach out and get it. And you need to read it. It's all contained in one book. Unlike going to Harvard, you probably have to read hundreds of books just to graduate. This is one book. You know the devil's always going to be wanting to bring back more people into hell and the lake of fire. He wants us to fail. Even Christians. Even safe Christians. Daily. This is why we have to wear the armor of God. Daily, you have to read. You have to wash. 
your soul with the words of God. It's like taking a shower, taking a bath every day. Can you go a day or two without taking a shower, let alone brushing your teeth? I don't know how some people do it. I mean, I look at back look back at myself before I was saved. I never opened my Bible. It used to stay in a bookshelf somewhere. I'll say again, ignorance is not a bliss. Everyone will be judged. You have no excuse in front of God. He gave you one book. Your entire lifetime, you can read it once, twice, once a year. Depending on how fast you read, more the better. Salvation is a gift, not something you can buy or work for. If somebody tells you how to, you have to work for your salvation, get out of that church. That's a wrong doctrine. Catholics use it. I'm sure there are denominations out there that is teaching this. If your church is this, you're doing it wrong. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 tells you so. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Faith. Okay? And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In this dispensation, this is the dispensation of grace, church age, just before the great tribulation, just before the rapture. Okay? We are saved through faith only believe in the blood atonement of Jesus Christ. That is all you have to do. Anybody else tell you this? There's different ways of doing it? Don't listen to them. That's wrong. Now that you've heard the gospel of Christ, according to 1 Corinthians 15, you need to confess and believe the gospel in your heart. Romans 10 Verses 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart, your heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, even those two verses. There's not a verse with works written in it. Okay? It is through faith only. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord Jesus Christ. Call him out. Reach out to him. Romans 10 verse 13. Will you receive him today? Today is the day. The day. You need to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. Let him into your heart. Welcome him. Let him in. We'll do the sinner's prayer together, but this is for you. I'll start off and you can follow along. You can pause and repeat along the way if you need to. Okay? 
So here we go. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray. Amen. Thank you for your time. And if today was your first time ever hearing the gospel of Christ, my friend, God bless you. And do please share this message among your friends and family members who have not yet received Jesus Christ. Please read your Bible daily and get to know God and be intimate with Him. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your message today giving us the blessed hope to meet your only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in the air on the day of Christ, the day of rapture, just before the Great Tribulation. We look forward to seeing your great city, New Jerusalem, and the many mansions Jesus promised us. For the days here, here on earth, are getting more evil. Please guide us through the Holy Spirit to redeem our time and to get to know, to get to know you through your words of the Holy Bible. Also, please bless and sanctify the listeners who have heard the gospel of Christ today. May you open all of our understanding so that we may hear, read, and keep your words of prophecy, your words of wisdom, and your words of knowledge. We bless you, Lord, and we thank you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.